Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Finding Divine Flow podcast with your host, Camille Daly, founder of House of Ilona Clergy Brand, author of Finding Divine Flow and editor of Ordained Magazine. Join me here every week for inspiring conversations as we unpack how to get into God's divine flow in business and every area of our lives. Finding Divine Flow. Hi and welcome to another show. Today's show, I will finally have my husband, Peter Daly, on the line. And this is a really touching, heartfelt conversation that we had one afternoon. And at the same time, the builders next door decided to do some work. We had trucks pulling up. There was all sorts of noise and we could have re-recorded it, but we really just wanted to savour the moment. So excuse the background noise, but enjoy the show. Thank you. So we are here. Finally, I have husband Peter Daly with me. Um, I've been excited about bringing him onto the show. Now, this conversation I want to have is a tribute to my dad. So I shared a post on, on my social medias, on my Instagram and Facebook about my dad, because it was the 12th anniversary of his passing on the 24th of October. And um, a friend of mine started to ask me some really great questions about my dad and about our relationship. And I also noticed that quite a few people reached out and just said that it was really heartfelt that I had put that tribute out there to him and it had them reflecting. Maybe they're going through grief and going through different things at the moment. And so I thought this would be a great uh, podcast to do with Peter. We didn't get to do it at the time. But today is the um, the US elections and I realised that um, my dad had passed away just over a week before Obama was going to be elected. That came back to me and what I remembered is he was so excited about this black man potentially going into the White House but never thought it would happen and he passed away literally a week before Obama got into the White House and so it just had me really reflecting once again on his life and wanted to bring Peter back to have this conversation about him and just you know that that what that whole process was like for us so one of the first questions that my friend asked as she read in that tribute is she was asking what dad was like so Peter what do you remember of my dad and what he was like oh man dad dad Carter he was just just an amazing man he was just he kind of reminded me of my dad Obviously, but just like a, 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 a like a younger version, <laughs> just bubbly. You know, first time meeting him, just such a humble man, jovial, hilarious. You know, straight talking. Yeah, made you feel comfortable. And uncomfortable when he wanted to. And uncomfortable when he <laughs> wanted to. Um, I would, for me, you know, typical Jamaican. Like the power is there, but then also, you like to. A few words he spoke, the Queen's English, so that was quite funny. <laughs> so we lived uh, in Croydon, which is near Thornton Heath, and he would call it Thornton Heath. <laughs> so he's originally from Jamaica, so he would, the Jamaican would come out, but the, the over-the-top British would come out sometimes as well. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So, you know, you know to meet him, obviously, and Camille's mum as well, it was, it was great, just loving parents, just, mm. you know, really approachable. Mm-hmm. And you know, come going to the house and you know hanging around. It was it was it was great. Yeah. Do you remember what it was like asking him for my hand in marriage? Oh lord. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I get nervous thinking about it. 
It's done now. It's not. You got me. It's been 15 I'm, years. I'm, You're good. I'm, I'm going to start sweating. <laughs> For me, it was like when, when to ask him. And so I plucked up the courage because obviously I couldn't hint to... Well, I did hint to Camille, but, you know, I didn't hint like I'm going to ask... Your yeah, dad. I didn't know that you yeah. went. You, in fact, I didn't even know you was at my house. Yeah, I came down. Yeah, I, I just turned up, knocked the door. Dad was there. And um, I think probably mum answered, answered the, the, the door. So obviously it's like a bit of a surprise. Oh, Peter, oh, okay, um, Kimo's not here. She's at work. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I know. Like, okay, cool, you know, <laughs> no problem. And then, yeah, that whole journeying down, you know, coming from Birmingham right down to uh, Croydon, yeah, I was just thinking and sweating and thinking and sweating and <laughs> taking deep breaths. And basically, yeah, so um, Dad had a special place, his attic, so I went up to mm-hmm. the attic and uh, I was nervous and I was just talking. But before I went to the attic, I said, Dad, you know, I'd like to speak to you. And he's like, yes, cool, great. Mm-hmm. And I'd like, I'd like to speak to you about your daughter. Mm-hmm. And his face changed. <laughs> yeah, like a click, like switch. <laughs> Look at me. And he's like, Erna, Erna. That's what you would call my mum. Um, Peter won't talk to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord. I was like, okay. So, yeah, he went upstairs to the attic. His place, you his know. His place where he had all his albums and his music. Oh, and his, yeah, that was his That was his little haven, his, his little pad, man cave, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. But at the time, it wasn't great at the time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, sitting down <laughs> and basically saying, yes. Um, I was just talking about life and what God has done and work and my intentions and all that. And it was so tough. And basically, I said, yeah, I'd like to um, ask for your permission, for your blessing for your daughter, Camille. And I was like, oh, Lord. And, yeah, he just looked at me. And then I think he stood up and kind of, like, walked away, walked around, looked back at me. And then he's like, looked at me. So you want to marry my daughter? (laughs) Oh, Lord. And I just, like, nodded, yes, sir. Yes, sir, I'd like to marry your daughter. And I was like, okay, okay. I can't remember exactly what he said after that. But anyway, he came out the room at the attic and says, Erna, Erna. I was like, oh, Lord. He's like, this, this boy will marry my daughter. <laughs> I was so scared. I was like, oh, what have oh I done? Oh, my God. And I don't think she could hear. I don't think mum could hear. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, he's like, okay. And I think, I think the respect for, you know, God and my relationship with church and my work ethic and the people that I knew and Camille's dad knew, you know, Bishop Dunn, uh, Bethel United Apostolic Church. Yeah, and I, I suppose to him I seemed like a, a pretty genuine... Upstanding young man. Upstanding young man, person. <laughs> so what happened where, after that? You both just went downstairs and... It was cool. It's like almost back to normal, laughing and joking. And yeah. I was like, yeah, going to get the ball rolling. And uh, I think I said, yeah, Sandra, I'm going to ask you soon. Wow. What an experience. Um, I remember um, <laughs> when, so, you know, we're engaged now and, you know, things are all moving ahead with the wedding, everything else. Dad was just, mum and dad were just amazing. Your parents, family, everyone, just just phenomenal. And um, I remember finally, us finally finding the house that we were going to be moving into. And it was quite close. We got married in the June and this was like the May that we finally found. I think it was the last week. Yeah, yeah, that we actually were moving. But we finally found this house. And so, you know, so so we got um, engaged um, in the the 31st of January, you proposed to me. Yeah. Um, So we got engaged in January and our wedding was the 4th of June. So, you know, we had, what, about 
about five months um, to get everything together. All worked out really great, but all of this is going on. So we are like in May, I'm getting married, dad's already spoken to you. And I finally start to like pack up some boxes of books and stuff. So I think it was just books, not clothes or anything, just books. <laughs> and I labeled these boxes and I must have had them in the hallway. My dad came in my room, so he was like, hmm, he's Jamaican, hmm. So, so that's it, no, you just gone left me. You just, it's almost like the reality just hit right, him when right. he, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> when he saw the boxes. I was like, right. dad, what do you, what do you think is, is mm. happening here? Like, yeah. Peter's like, it's my hand, we're doing all the wedding. But I just think seeing them boxes, seeing them few little things coming out my room was just that reality that hit him, that his baby girl was, was leaving home, wow. so... <laughs> Yeah, that was dad. And then um, I remember trying to keep him together on the wedding day. Oh my gosh, just come on, dad, get it together. Like, what's wrong with you? Da, da, da. He was just all over the place, just happy, jovial, just dad, come on, we need to get in the car. And I'm trying to keep him together this whole time. And then we get onto the, so it's just me and him in the limousine. And we get onto the top of the road of the church with a long road for the church. And the limousine turns. So this whole morning I've been keeping him together turns onto the road, I freak out. I was like, oh, okay, I can't do this. I don't think I could do this. Oh my gosh, dad, dad, And so dad just suddenly snapped out of whatever he was in all morning. And he was like, come on, no, come on, get yourself together. It's gonna be all right, it's gonna be all right. But no, it was, it was a brilliant day and just really beautiful, fond memories of the day, of dad's speech, just, you know, him just oh, yeah. in, his, in his element. Yeah, um, classic. So my friend was asking what our relationship was like. It was really lovely. Really lovely relationship with him. Um, he loved Jamaica, everything about Jamaica. Loved loved family, loved mm. his mum, and he would always have fond memories and um, conversations about his grandmother, who he really looked after back in the day. He loved Jamaican food. Every few weeks, he would take a trip to Brixton, um, which, you know, in the day, that was like the heart of yeah. getting Jamaican food and like culture. Yeah. yeah, so he'd go down and to the, the market, the music, everything, mm. the reggae music he loved. He'd go down to the market and he'd buy all kinds of Jamaican food and bring it back home. And when he would cook, it's like the whole street knew he was cooking. It was just like, he would make mess. And you're just like, Dad, how, how did you even do this? But he would just cook up a storm and it would typically be food that I just would refuse to eat because it's all kinds of cow's foot and this and that and the other. <laughs> but yeah, he had his little moments of, of cooking. So mannerisms that I've seen um, in my girls, I would say Amelia Ray, our youngest girl, she has such a big heart. And that really yes, reminds me of my dad. Yeah. Big heart, like, like always even giving. always yeah, giving always thinking about about others. others and when you I remember asking her what she wanted for her birthday, so she put down, you know, some little toy, and then the next thing was peace for the whole wide world, for everyone to be happy. You know, that's just her mm. big heart. So that really reminds me of dad when I see her do things like that. And then even in myself, as you know, even from this podcast, I have a real passion for seeing people doing what they love and um, doing work that they enjoy. And even in the Finding Divine Flow book, I write about my dad just being fascinated by comedians who got paid to laugh and make people laugh. And, you know, I really see that even in myself that I just love to see people enjoying their work. And whenever I see and get really excited about someone doing what they're passionate about, finally, it again, just kind of tips the hat to my dad. Like, yes, seeing people doing the work that they enjoy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Camille, yeah, she definitely has 
a father's traits, you know, in terms of giving and big heart, just love, love people, love to see people succeed, you know, and even from myself, like from my parents, you know, probably more so my dad as well, yeah, because my dad, you know, he was he was like an evangelist. Everyone mm. knew him. He went everywhere mm. and like preached the gospel. Doesn't matter who you were. You could be the police. Uh, <laughs> you could be a lawyer. You could be a dustbin man. You know, you could be a, a footballer, someone in the arts, an engineer, you know, whatever, um, a sports person. He would be speaking to you about life and, you know, do you have God in your life? Mm. You know, do you know your cre- creator sort of thing? So, yeah, I think it's, you know, it was a good match. You know, and life has just been great because you can share you know when you have someone who's understanding and then you have more people in the house your children that are understanding as well it's 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 good you know there are other traits too i I wanted to ask a question um babe what between the two of us um we have been married and between us you know we've lost three parents between us um and i'm thinking about a certain friends and people around at the moment who are grieving, losing part, um, partners, parents and their parents in this season. But what advice would we give to couples? So even for you, where I lost my dad, what was that like for you? And I guess the same question for me when, you know, losing your parents, what was that like? Like, how do you support your spouse through that yeah, it's tough. really it's, tough time? It's, you know, it's unimaginable. Because, mm. you know, they've, they've lost someone they love, mm. you know. Um, so, I mean, I, I think for me, a lot of the time, I was just support by just being there and just being quiet. Mm. Um, I don't know, I've, I've learned to listen over the years, whether that was by force or whatever, mm-hmm. by my parents, but I can just listen, you know, you can speak and just, and I will just listen and not respond. Um, just listen, you know, look away or look at you or put an arm around you mm-hmm. or just, just, just be there. Um, whether you're just going, going on or just ranting or just, a list, whatever, I would just listen. And then other times I'd just try and probe you by asking a question indirectly. See how you're feeling just in general. Mm. Or what do you think of this? But yeah, it's, it's very sen- sensitive. Everyone's different. Mm. But yeah, for me, just having that sensitivity, really. And then if you go quiet or or if you're just talking, constantly talking, just listen, you know, or just try and encourage you. And and grief can manifest in so many different ways. Oh, definitely. Um, and and you're going through grief, but you're also dealing with family drama, people oh, yeah. drama, and so life. much going yeah. on, life, and just how you're processing that. And it does take time. And I definitely found, I I think for both of us, probably in the first year or two, you know, was really hard. Where you know, out we could just fluctuate, just in mood, and and it's always, I guess, remembering that your partner's still grieving sometimes. You know. Um, and so different behaviours and things can manifest, but it's like, ah, this is grief. Or, you know, you can speak in a certain way or say something and it's like, okay, but remember that they're grieving. And I think that's really important for anyone um, because, yeah, I just think grief just manifests in different ways. So I think it's important to be sensitive to that. And especially if like, there's children around as well, like, okay, let's just, let's just give mummy some time, give daddy some time and space. Um, or actually let's be around them because they need, they need that love right now. So yeah. That, trying to trying to read it, but it's, it can be really hard. That care, yeah. Mm. I think as long as the caring element mm. is there, you know, and that heartfelt, that empathy, mm. being emphatic toward each other's emotions. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because as I said, it can manifest in different ways. Something could be happening. You could be watching something, listening to something. You could yeah, be driving. 
Could be in the shop, mm. you know. But I think as well, even for the in-law, like for me, I remember having to even take time out for me and also remember that I was grieving. Like, even though it was your family, I was grieving as well because of my relationship with your mom or right. with your dad. And I had yeah. to do the same for you that, you know, you've just lost your father-in-law as well, you know? And so it's it's also being sympathetic to the other person yeah. that's going through it too. But like I wrote in my book, one of my big takeaways that I was a kind of note to myself at the end of one of the chapters was, Camille, something beautiful is going to come out of one of the hardest times in your life. And for me, that was, you know, business, you know. Oh, yeah. Children that Maya, I think Maya came maybe a year or two after mm. dad's passing. So, so many beautiful things came out of the really hard times. So I think that's an encouragement yeah, to anyone. Legacy continues though. Yeah. So, yeah. This podcast was a tribute to dad. Um, so I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if anyone's going through grief, that this is an encouragement to you um, and even some uh, tips and advice on how to encourage and help your partner who may be grieving as well. Thank you for joining the conversation today. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. I love your comments and feedback. I read them all. Let's stay connected on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Camille Daily. Click the link in my bio for even more ways to connect and stay connected. For a signed copy of the book, go to findingdivineflow.com. Until next week, it's an honor to serve you. Let's seek to find God's divine flow in life and business. Till next time. Peace.